Hey, John. You, uh, you ready to get moving on our camping trip? Yeah, before we go, we should do a quick inventory and make sure that we have everything. Okay, um, let's see here. First, I've got about four and a half liters of water. Check. Okay. I have my bloody moose carcass. All right, check. Uh, I've got my tent. It's a comfy uh, two-person. Okay. I've packed my bolt-action rifle to shoot um, cultists with. Okay, glad being safe okay yeah uh let's see i've got my well i brought us a choice of chef boyardee either cheese ravioli or spaghetti and meatballs mm, yum i brought my pamphlet on the rituals of the warship of jotun son of loki john are we going on the same trip yeah we're going on a trip to the norwegian woods right oh uh, yeah, I guess so. So I should probably get my passport? Terror Test. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And as fans of horror, our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories, production, monster quality, and scare factor, to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon. In this podcast, we'll put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated. Number two pencils ready, and begin. Okay, so we are in the midst of October, uh, taking a break from our decades of death. And so this week we are, it's just kind of a teacher's choice, yeah. right? Teacher's choice. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we wanted to go something with something that was more contemporary and uh -huh. newer. Um, so we went with Netflix's The Ritual. And special shout out to Grave for that song, Now and Forever, in the intro. Sweet, some some was, Swedish death metal to wake you up. That was a song? That was music? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Down. It's good. Good for hiking, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, the ritual was released in 2018, directed by David Bruckner, written by Joe Barton, based on the novel by Adam Neville, starring Rafe Spall as Luke, Robert James Collier as Hutch, Archer Ali as Phil, and Sam Troughton as Dom. Let's start with production. Yeah, so production. The film is timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter. Okay, well, um, I think this is it's a very good-looking film. It does. It does look good. Um, even in the beginning, n not jumping too far into like cinematography and special effects, um, uh, like once they actually get into the forest and like the dream sequences, mm -hmm. I think are really cool where it mixes and mashes in with uh, like the liquor store and other parts of the nightmare and the forest and stuff. Yeah, it's all practical and looks looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looks interesting. Um, the I mean, so this is set in the woods in Norway, mm -hmm. and so you just get some beautiful uh, shots of the wilderness. You really get a sense of place here, mm -hmm. which I like. Um, 
feel like we've seen several movies now that take place in the woods and man they're just such a great location for mm-hmm. horror that and even in the beginning i feel like it was enough like not too long not too short to know as much as we need to know about the characters before they start the hike mm-hmm. like um you know the conversations they're having really after like they get out of the pub you're like okay yeah. I, I get it i know where these guys are um and then even the liquor store scene itself um they, mm-hmm. I, if you get a real sense of that, who they are that part i'm not crazy about no um no that's so i've started reading the book as i've said um before we recorded so i'm, I'm not very far in i'm like 50 pages in the book and so far, there hasn't been any mention of a liquor store or of a friend dying or anything like that. It's been a lot more focused on Luke's increasing feeling of having grown apart from his friends, mm-hmm. which is something that is very relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in our 30s. Uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we had you know, different friends that we were close to that, you know, time and distance have just, you know, caused us to, to grow apart. And so, um, I felt like that, that is really poignant. Yeah. Um, So in the book that gets established, like on the hike through their dialogue conversation. Yeah. 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 And also just his internal feelings, which I know can't be expressed well in a movie. Like I get that. Um, but as far as like, so, so I don't know if if that liquor store um, robbery is is a part of the book or not. I'll have to let you know in a future episode when I get further. Um, but even if it is, I don't it doesn't feel necessary. See, I thought in the beginning of this, I felt like it was necessary because it quickly established like a layer of tension that carries on throughout because you're just keep waiting for him to reveal that encounter you know he's not going to tell his friends and i felt like that just was like the elephant in the room for a while Mm -hmm. that was kind of like the seed of his guilt yeah i guess i just wish it wasn't so dramatic with like the murder of his yeah like watching your friend get murdered and not acting which like is i mean i i understand why he didn't you know jump out and try to right. attack armed men and it's kind of crappy that his friends or at least like some of his friends him for that resented him for it yeah. like i get that what? um but it just feels like there could have been perhaps a less I, I don't know and maybe if it was less dramatic it'd be less interesting but just a little more relatable um Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. But I wonder, like, well, then what, like, what reason do they have going into the woods other than, like, trying to rekindle and maintain a friendship? Which is enough, which is enough. But I just wonder if it would have made the story in the very beginning more lighthearted. Because you're not going to get, like, because like you said, like, you're not going to get that internal picture of Luke. Mm -hmm. Um even though we still don't fully know him by that point. But I don't think he's realized until after that point how different he is from his friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just feel like it's kind of scratched 
on the surface in the movie, and I, I just wish there is more depth. More like, like there is development. In the book. Yeah. Um. I. I yeah. I, I do wish that like we had had more of the hike before, so we could get some more of their banter before the like the guy like twisted his leg or mm-hmm. whatever, twisted his knee. Then yeah. they find the cat. That happens really fast, but I guess it needs to in order to get to the. The cult. Yeah, and I, I also feel like if, if it wasn't for um, having read a little bit of the book, I would have a really hard time distinguishing characters. Um, yeah, yeah. Because they're all kind of samey, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, middle-aged men, <laughs> you know? Well, in, in, but you get that in a movie... Well, I have two... There are two characters that have difficulty like keeping separate. So there's there's Luke, and then there's um, the guy who twists his knee because he's just whiny the whole time. Yeah. Right. He just becomes the whiny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the other two, yeah, are seemingly interchangeable. Like I can't. Yeah. Because it's been a minute since I've like watched it even. So even now thinking back, like it's hard to keep them separated. Did Did you find anything to distinguish the four of them in the movie? Um. Well, I mean, just based on what I read in the book, it was, I was like, okay, that guy is, yeah, the guy who was injured. Um, Phil, who's, uh, yeah, he's not very well established. He's the one that had, like, perfect hair throughout. Oh. (laughs) Perfectly gelled hair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hutch is kind of like the leader of the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Dom is the guy who gets injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just... You get the sense that Dom has family. Um, Phil seems to be doing... Like, like they, they seem to be doing okay for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, with Luke, really, the only conflict seems to be that guilt and inaction. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It's it's difficult in any movie to to really capture characters like the like you can do in a book. So I, so I get that, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I think about like the Blair Witch Project, which is another movie set in the woods, and like those characters, the interaction with those characters is so authentic yeah. that you really get a sense of of each one, mm-hmm. and like the. The relationship dynamics yeah but then just also just their own like their motivation like they each have like a unique person in the Blair Witch a unique perspective on mm-hmm. how they should deal with the issue of being lost yeah which I yeah I can see where you're coming from like that doesn't necessarily happen in this movie yeah like you know why they're there that's established um, you kind of get that with Luke you know but with the other three, there's not... And maybe there's a conflict between Luke and... Who's the leader guy? Is that Hutch? Hutch. Um, there's that conflict that gets established where it's like, whose plan are you going to go with? Yeah. That kind of reminded me of Blair Witch, but then the other two, it's like, well, mm-hmm. there's not, not really much establishes yeah. there. But I like... So st- characters are a little weak for me. I like the acting, though. Yeah. The acting was all right. Yeah. Um, like I said, special effects. What do you think? Well, I guess we'll get to that with the monster. But I, I thought the effects in the woods. Yeah. Were good. My favorite nature. parts were the long 
takes where there was like a slow zoom yes. into the trees and you're like trying to find something. Yeah. And sometimes you don't, but then sometimes, you know, a hand moves or, mm-hmm. you know, you see a body moving and. Um, oh yeah and then when the yeah when they find like the body the remains in the trees mm -hmm. like all the guts spilling out yeah it's pretty good yeah so i i really liked that part um the house that they go to early on it uh, i don't know it it wasn't terribly memorable no no i like the i like the statue though oh yeah the antlers and the like the real feet and Mm mm-hmm all that it reminded me of um i don't know why i was reminded of wicker man a little bit but just i, I guess the idolatry kind yeah. of stuff yeah um but then like when you get into the like the i don't know what they are cult hillbillies yeah. of pagan Sweden, pagans yeah. <laughs> yeah um it it i don't i don't know I guess it didn't affect me as much as maybe I wanted it to. Yeah. Well, it, like, the only thing for me is it was kind of refreshing. Like, I'm tired of that old devil worship. Like, give me a... <laughs> a good pagan god. A, a good pagan Norse creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, I was happy that it was, it was that and not some sort of, like... Uh, like, I, I'm glad it was, like, that and not like kind of like a cult of the red dawn kind of thing you know what i mean where it was like a cult leader mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like kind of like a warlock in the woods kind of thing i, I like the direction I was happy that that at the went. reveal yeah where it's like a son of loki yeah um and so that that was good it felt like it was taking it really taking its time with showing the monster mm-hmm. um which I get, like, you want to, you know, anything the audience imagines is scarier than mm-hmm. whatever is on screen. But I, but I don't know about you, like, I wasn't imagining that. No, no. <laughs> it's a really cool creature design. Yeah. Because from a distance, like, in shadow, it kind of looks like a stag yeah. or something. Yeah. But then you see it, and it's like an upside-down torso with like human hands yeah, and these glowing eyes glowing eyes it's a really crazy yeah. design well it sounds like we're getting into monster quality do you think do you think you want to give it a point for production uh, i'm kind of on the fence here i feel like i would give it a half point if we did half points mm-hmm. um what do you think i i'd like to give it a point because i feel like the story itself does meet our like requirement of being timeless i mean there's Four friends going on a hike somewhere in the woods. Um, I feel like that part of it. Now, maybe how they got there, maybe that's not as timeless. But I think the overall idea of like guilt or friendship or whatever mm-hmm. other tension is what brings people to the woods, brings mm-hmm. a group to the woods. So like, I like that part. I, I thought it was timeless in its story. Oh. I liked enough of the special effects. But I understand, I'm, like you're talking I'm, about. Okay, I'm going to give it a point, and I'm thinking about this kind of in terms of an actual rubric that I use with <laughs> my own students' writing, where there are two distinct categories. There's meeting the standards, mm-hmm. which 
you know, is a pass. It's a good grade. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you fulfill all the requirements. But then there's also exceed the standards mm-hmm. where they, you go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie meets the standards that we set for the rubric. It doesn't really exceed them. I agree. Um, but it does meet them. So I'll, I'll give it a point. All right, so we're seeing about monster quality, and we're looking to see that the monsters are frightening and clearly relate to archetypal fears and have depth. And that's kind of what we were talking about, is that not only in its design, but its backstory does it have depth. And I think that's part of the feature of the design of the monster. So with the arms reaching out, mm-hmm. um, the glowing eyes, they're all part of what you can... If you're hiking in the woods, you can kind of catch in the corner of your eye, yeah, <laughs> and think it's like a like a spirit of mm-hmm. the woods, or it's very otherworldly, but it also feels like it, like like it it would it wouldn't fit in anywhere else other than a forest. Like right. it looks like a forest creature. Yep, which is great. Um, so I really love the design of the monster and the way you know we do get those like I said those long takes of trees and then something moving mm-hmm. i thought that was effective we also have the fear of um inaction mm-hmm. or guilt and i like that it like so just like guilt or fear i mean it literally there are chase scenes through the woods i, I like those chases yeah um and the way that the creature moves through the woods um, I think it's interesting. And then on top of that, it's not just like a wild beast. It's not like, what's the one with the mom and the daughter trapped in the car and there's something the that was like hunting? It's just called a monster. Um, it's like that, but we do even more because it manipulates reality and nightmare mm-hmm. and dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The dream it stuff. kind of adds another layer. It, it was interesting to see how, like, yeah, we 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 get inside Luke's head, and we, we know don't see the how other he experiences his dreams. But yeah, we don't see the others, but they are, you know, in really crazy, you know, places when they wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, is it ever explained what exactly the those like uh, marks are on his chest? I, I thought. Oh, it says something about like that you're in pain. Yeah, he's in pain, so it's like, it's how you're marked by the beast, kind of. So, I I, I got the impression that Luke was supposed to join the cult, and that's what had yeah. brought those other people there, right? So it's like you're marked as one of the group, and so it's almost like you have to suffer for eternity to sacrifice and worship to this thing. Yeah, like that, that. That's what gets you in, right? Right. Into this you, wonderful you enter the world eternity. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, living in the middle of the woods. And, and, and well, and don't you think that I I felt that was cool because I I felt that that's how kind of guilt feels, right? Like you feel indebted, right, to somehow repaying it. Like if you feel that bad, like that bad about it, and you are sort of like marked to suffer your own guilt inside mm-hmm. your own head. Yeah, no, I I like it. I think it actually adds some depth to it yeah so i'm more inclined to give it a point for that and i feel like so the that's our main monster but i think the woods itself is the monster right and in and of itself the forest is an archetype right once he leaves the forest he's safe right right it's sort of where you go to exercise those feelings right yeah like you're trying to get rid of either the outside world or guilt or outside Mm -hmm. forces of of reality 
right? Yeah. It can be an escape, but it's also like a cleansing. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's how people like use the woods a lot of time. But it can be a frightening place because like you're Luke Skywalker and you're con- confronting your greatest fear in the mm-hmm. woods, right? You you do that too. So I feel like that's what they were doing and his f- his friends lost, I guess. <laughs> well, they we'll, we'll they never talk about the ending. Experienced any like true pain, I guess. Not like Luke. So do you feel like, oh, is there something to be said there about like people who they don't know, survive because they were sheltered to overcome trauma? Like are somehow stronger after they're done. Yeah, like, through like, the yeah, experience. Through the experience. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I think that works. Possibly. Yeah. So I I want to give it a point. Yeah, I think, I think like so I said, too. It's refreshing that it was. It's something weird. It's refreshing it wasn't a witch or the devil. <laughs> in there. Yeah, I mean, how many other movies have we seen where Norwegian mythology plays? A role in monster quality. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, and is I mean, that? Ha- I mean, uh, from reading the book, like you, like you, um, we haven't gotten to that part yet. But have you looked any more into the backstory? I didn't of the of that creature itself, the son of Loki. Uh, no, no. So it'd be interesting to see what stories mm-hmm. appear there. Yeah. So yeah, I want to get. I want to give it a point. Okay. So, let's move on to the final category. Scare factor. The clear intent to scare and must be successful in that objective from beginning to end. Well... There's the rub, as we say. Yeah. Um... Hmm. I don't know. I felt like there were scary moments. I'm still going back to those shots of the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Inherently, the woods is a scary place. Yeah. I want, like, at the end of it, so when he escapes, I feel like as the audience member, you feel the same relief that he does once he steps into the light. Um, after watching it, like, I watched it early in the morning, and so it was dark when I started it and light when I ended no. <laughs> it. So I had that same feeling, and it was kind of relieved to be, like, back in the light, but... I don't know if I was necessarily scared all the way. It's one of those, it's like, after you f- figure out why he's there and what the monster is all about, and it becomes just like a giant chase scene at the end, mm-hmm. I somehow knew that he was going to make it out. So right. I wonder I wonder if the ending is a scary, but maybe it is. Maybe it's scary to have survived that trauma and now you're on your own again, or do you feel like he's empowered by the end of it? Like, is he in a better place? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, he's able to, like, turn around and scream at it. That's know? true. He, yeah, he does, like, so, like, face it. Yeah. Um, which is very common in horror movies, as we've seen that, <laughs> that trope of... The, Yell at the monster. <laughs> the, the hero no longer being afraid of the monster, which takes away its power. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've seen that. I don't know. It felt like some of the, like the final chase, felt a little too easy. Yeah, that yeah. Like when it caught up with him, there's really no reason why it shouldn't have just killed him. Because it was like trying to get him to bow down. You know? Right. Right. And that that just felt like. I don't know. 
not that we really understand the monster, but it felt a little out of character to just not kill him right away. Yeah. Because he shot at it. Yeah, and I wasn't sure, like... So was was the monster doing that because the monster realized that all the other worshippers are gone now? Like, did most of them flee or die in the fire? Didn't, I mean, didn't he kill them? Yeah. Several of them, so... Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, straight up killed him. Yeah. So, so is why that didn't why? he straight up kill this guy? Uh, I don't know. Because he's the last one? I don't Does know. he... Eh, see, yeah, that's, that's kind of like... Upton said, like, does little. he need... Does he need to, to be worshipped? Yeah. But then why would he kill the other? I don't know. Yeah, if he had, like, a steady stream, <laughs> he had, like, some steady people going. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that kind of, like, mm-hmm. the ending kind of falls off for me. So I don't know. Um, I, I'll also say that the dream sequences were effectively creepy. Yeah. Um, and the, the moments when they wake up and... and you know, they find... Um, they all, like, wet their pants and yeah, like, different parts of the... Phil, like, you know, worshipping the idol. and Yeah, that, that part was interesting. Um, but I didn't, but I didn't I think the know. cult members were necessarily creepy. There's, like, the old lady that gives them water. Yeah. I was, like, up. waiting... I was actually waiting for the guy from um, Baskin to show up. I- <laughs> that because there is a bald guy and yes. I'm like wait is that no. yeah oh, I definitely got like Baskin and the Void vibes, yeah you know what I mean mm. but it didn't it didn't go in that direction I, like I said I thought there was going to be like a cult leader kind of person like in those movies but then was pleasantly surprised when it wasn't but was I scared at that point I don't know I I'm not going to give it a point I feel like if if we have this much doubt, we it it's not I, like, fit for the canon. Yeah, I would suggest it, but I wouldn't say like this is one of the well, one of my like top horror movies. Yeah, but it was it was a fun watch. I think it was like a solid October watch. So you can do honorable mention. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Okay. Um. So, that's it for this week, then. We'll continue to roll out a new episode each Friday for October. Yep, and our next one? Uh, are we watching Halloween? Yeah, we're watching Halloween. Okay. I think it's, and it's just called, like, Halloween 2018. 2018 I guess, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the new Halloween sequel. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel, direct sequel to the first one. So, we can just... Wash those others out of our minds. Um, the third one's always with me. Season <laughs> of the Witch. If there is an ad <laughs> oh, for Sh- Silver Shamrock, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I feel good about it. And then after that, we're going to watch Mandy. Yeah. And then we'll be back to our decades. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. So, well, yeah, you can check out more episodes at unoyasolstice.com, E-U-N-O-I-A-S-O-L-S-T-I-C-E. And you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore terror underscore test. Pencils down. The terror test is over.